1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store
2: to make the switch today. Sports Radio 9290 Game and 99thegame.com. Sam for you along with Jason Longshore. Into our second hour in for the morning show on this President's Day. Glad you're with us and spending some time with us. We're here till 10 a.m. here on Sports Radio, 9290 Game and 9290Game.com. Follow us on social. We both are social. And so you want to so follow us today if you want to follow on with Jason. He is at Longshoe. If you want to follow on with me and Matt Sam Crenshaw, 23, uh, make sure and check out our website, 9290Game.com. If you missed any past episodes of any shows uh, that we've had, uh, throughout the week, or just, you know, Sam and Greg on the weekends. Some of the interviews that we had, some of the hijinks that we've had you missed, you can go back there. <laughs> you can go back and, uh, and listen to those things, but also some great interviews and uh, also podcasts. And we think of podcasts that we have. Man, you guys have a great one you do for Atlanta United. Uh, great material there, and if you haven't, this is game week. This is the opening of the regular season. Go to our website and listen to some of the content. It'll get you set for the season opener coming up this Saturday. morning, Jason?
1: Yeah, there's going to be a ton of stuff in Off the Woodwork. Uh, that's where all of our soccer content for the station goes. Uh, Atlanta Soccer tonight, which will be on tonight. Um, Monday nights. If you can't stay up late with me, that's cool. I understand. But you can subscribe to the podcast. It'll be delivered to you. Stoppage time after we do right. that on Wednesday afternoons. Mike Conti and I. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitch at 2 o'clock. But if you can't join us, that podcast will be there for you. And March to Match Day is a new one that we're kind of bringing back this year. Uh, That'll be on Fridays or game day morning, depending on travel and as we get into the season. But this week, it should be on Friday. And that'll be kind of the, the last burst of information getting you ready for game day, which is Saturday this week.
2: It is Saturday. Uh, against San Jose, going to be over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, We're going to have it for you here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Going to have the pregame at 7 o'clock, and they kick at 7.30 to get things all started. Of course, we'd love you to listen. We invite you to listen. But if not, we'd love you to come on over and fill up the place you can do both you can go old school i I do still know
1: some folks who bring the transistor radio in and listen while they're there if you're walking around the concourse you can hear mike and i yelling as well (laughs) and and full-time report is after the game too that's an hour of post-game content you'll hear from gonzalo pineda the manager of atlanta united Uh, hear from hopefully a, a player possibly after the game uh, Mike and I will break everything down. We'll bounce around the league, too, because this is the the first weekend of MLS. And the other cool thing this year with the new deal with Major League Soccer and Apple TV with MLS Season Pass, and they did a little bit of a soft launch this weekend, you can listen for home games. If you're not in the Atlanta area, you can't make it out, and you want to watch the game, you can actually listen to, to Mike and I. You can choose the home radio and listen to it, and it's synced up. Major League Baseball's okay. done this. Okay. But the new Apple T V deal, you'll be able to do that. And I tested it this weekend. Super easy to do. Very good. And in the sink was perfect. So okay. awesome to to see this new little addition.
2: Just for the home games though. What do you make of this? I mean, we're doing it I and mean, we've seen it with all sports really. You know, I love
1: and... it. Um I mean it's it's great for us because you know, one, like having this platform on ninety-two nine the game has been massive for Atlanta United. It's been massive for soccer in the city. And we're really lucky going all the way back to to Terry Fox and and Sean Thompson for giving soccer the love on the station that has made Atlanta United a a part of the Atlanta sports conversation. And look, in, in some other cities and some cities that people think are great soccer cities in this country. They're not talking about the MLS team starting their season on Monday morning. They're not. They're not having people on like we do here. So it's great. And now to have that platform, to have it on the the TV call and be right. able to to sync that up, it's amazing. And people be able, you know, if you're Atlanta transplants and you're in other parts of the country, and we see them all the time when we're out and with these road games, seeing people in the five stripes kits, it, it's just such a cool thing. They can watch the game and listen to us if they want.
2: Yeah. That's something you mentioned. You're talking about transplants, and, and that was the reason why you've seen some of the other pro sports uh, franchises, major league franchises here. When those teams come to town, people will go back in their closet and bring out that Cubs jersey yeah, or, that, yeah. or, that, or that or that Steelers towel. This is Atlanta's team mm-hmm. to me, and, and, and maybe because – the, the league hasn't been around as long as, as the NFL, the Major League Baseball, or the NBA, so you don't have those generations of people who've been locked into teams even if they come here. They've gotten on board with this team, and that's the other thing, the vibe and the feel you get when you go to Atlanta United. It is truly Atlanta. I'm not saying you don't get there for Falcons or Braves or Hawks when the teams are doing really well, but you know, it's an all-Atlanta crowd um, because it, it's it's something that's been new, and you don't have all those years of of generations where grandfathers have taken their grandsons to Cubs games. So when the Cubs come to town, son, you got to pull for the Cubs. No, right? That, that's not happening. This is all us.
1: Yeah, and and I think the thing about having the soccer team be that in the city is it also draws on the international nature of mm-hmm. Atlanta mm-hmm. that has grown dramatically. You know, I, I said when Atlanta had the Olympics, we weren't ready to have the Olympics when we did. And it probably took about a decade for Atlanta to catch up to be an Olympic city. But now Atlanta is one of the thriving international cities in this country. And people around the world know Atlanta. They used to know it purely from the Olympics. They might have known it from music. They might have known it from Coca-Cola. But now they're knowing it for Atlanta United. And the people who are here, whether you're from another country, maybe you don't get into the Falcons that way. Maybe you grew up on soccer in the country that you come from. Atlanta United can be your connection to the city. But then for people who move from other parts of the country, who, like you say, are, are Cubs fans or Dodgers fans or you know, whatever, Atlanta United can be their team because yeah, maybe they don't have that MLS connection. And the nature is, you know, you look at the numbers, you whether you want to get into TV ratings and compare MLS to the NHL, you want to look at the attendance and compare MLS to really anything outside of the NFL, the the whole idea about there only being a big three or a big four, that's that's not real life anymore. MLS and soccer as a whole, I know soccer's kind of unique because we'll we'll talk Liverpool and Real Madrid as much as we'll talk MLS in this country. Right. But MLS and where it is going into year 28, which is mind-blowing for me to even say that when I think back to 96, it's it's at the same level as maybe the the leagues below the NFL. The NFL is the behemoth in, the, in this country, Absolutely. and it will be for a long, 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 long time. But MLS is thriving and competitive, and maybe some of the media around the country hasn't caught up to that. Luckily, we have here.
2: Yep. Yeah. Very but much. some
1: parts of the country it hasn't.
2: We, we can't ignore it here. We, 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 you we, can. We, when you pack in a, a brand-new facility like that, the way this, this team has done, and I think that's the other thing about it, we expect so much because we kind of spoil. <laughs> we are. We are because this franchise, fresh out of the box, yep. came out making noise and showing that they were going to be one of the elite programs. And as we did, others noticed, even internationally noticed, uh, that we we did soccer a little differently here in Atlanta. What we're, we're able to do now, the folks up the road at Charlotte, they're trying to emulate a lot of stuff that we've done. Hundred
1: uh, percent, Nashville you know, did too. Yep,
2: you know what I mean. Yeah, but 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 Charlotte's going for the attendance. Yeah. you know they they they're trying to fill up a stadium. You know they say ah, we want to get more folks in Atlanta. Had so I, I I get what they're doing up there in Charlotte, but it's all because what they saw here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's soccer in the South at this point. And a lot of people in the soccer world will always point to the Pacific Northwest, and, and they'll look at Seattle, and they'll look at Portland, and they'll look at Vancouver and say that's the greatest rivalry. That's where soccer is at its best. Portland says they're Soccer City, USA. Atlanta was Soccer City, USA in the late 60s, and, and that was what was said about the old Atlanta Chiefs. It took having the right ownership, Arthur Blank, bringing Atlanta United to town, doing it the right way, the league also really incentivized teams who were launching, gave them a lot of resources to be successful straight out of the gate. You, know, you think back to old expansion teams and all the sports and how hard it was to get good. Right. You, know, you were running uphill for a long time. MLS, the NHL did it too. Look at Vegas where they're like, hey, we've got, we're going into these new markets. We can't have the team be bad for five years. we got to give them resources to be successful. And soccer being international, you could go and get Miguel Almiron. You could go and get Joseph Martinez. You could go and get Tito Villalba and bring those guys here and combine them with the U.S. players like your Jeff Lorenowitz, Michael Parker, Greg Garza, and, and do what they did early on. But as we know in sports, it's hard to maintain that. And when you are able to have all that cap space, all those things, sometimes when those young players come through, it's time for the new contract. Can't fit him under the cap. Yeah. You know, sometimes guys want to leave for more money elsewhere, especially in the worldwide nature of it. Look at Miguel Almaro. Now he's killing it namely yeah, with man. Newcastle. Yeah, it's so is. cool to see him doing so well. It is. And then you have to figure out how to maintain it and get back. And last year, I really felt like the way that team was built, they were built to be a top contender. They were three, one, and one in their first five games. You lose Osvaldo Alonso. You lost Joseph Martinez at that point to a surgical procedure. A couple weeks later, you lose Brad Kazan. A couple weeks later, you lose Miles Robinson. Then even more injuries throughout the summer, and we never got to see what 2022 could have been. 23 is going to be different. Yorgos Yakimakis up top, talk about a guy who internationally saw what Atlanta could be. He wanted to come here. Yep. He had opportunities to go to Japan. He had opportunities to go to other places. He's like, no, I want to go to Atlanta. That's where I want to be. Luis Abram coming here from Spain. Derek Etienne, that's going to be a guy that I think is is flying under the radar right now. We haven't seen much of him in preseason. He killed it for Columbus last year. He fits what Gonzalo Pineda wants. The front four for this team, Tiago Almada pulling the strings, as good of an attack as you're going to find. And if you can stay healthy and Brad Kazan can get back to where he was, Miles Robinson can get back to where he was, I like the construction of this team. But the league has gotten so much more competitive. Yeah, it's not going to be easy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> folks, we're getting set for the season opener for for Atlanta United. Not just new faces on the field, but we got some changes in the front office as well. What do you, yeah. you get in the overall vibe? My-
1: you know, I, I feel like when I'm at the, the facility and getting to see this team train and just getting a, a sense of, of where things are, there's a lot of optimism about 23 and a lot of just excitement to get this season started. And adding Garth Lagerway to this front office, um, you hate to lose Darren Eels yeah. and what he did for the city and for the league as a whole. Um, when we get down to it and, and you look at great sports executives in Atlanta history, Darren Eels needs to be on that list. Mm -hmm. What he did launching Atlanta United, it's as as good as what Schuerholz did with the Braves. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you think of him overhauling what the Braves were going into 91. What Darren Eels did is on that level. You replaced him with somebody who is on that level in Garth Lagerway, who has been one of the top general managers in the league, has won an MLS Cup in Salt Lake City with Real Salt Lake, with Seattle. Now he's in an even bigger role. He's the CEO. He's the, he's the president. He's overseeing all of it, the business side and the soccer side. He knows this league like the back of his hand. He played in it. He's run teams in it. And now he is running what can be the biggest team in it. And it's it's exciting. It's just exciting to where you know this team can be
2: and what when this team is doing what it can do, where the league can go as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're so excited about. Uh, this coming up season, we're going to get into it more as we go along. Things to watch for, uh, especially as we count down the days to the season opener coming up this Saturday evening over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Atlanta United taking on San Jose. Like I say, you can hear it right here on Sports Radio, 9290 Game at 9290Game.com. Jason, along with Mike Conti, uh, going to give you on a call. Always fun hearing these guys. Always. We uh, get a little excited uh, sometimes. Just, just, just a little just bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, folks, talking about getting a little excited, they were getting excited down at Daytona yesterday. The aftermath of Daytona 500 from someone who was there and took in all the sights of the opening of the NASCAR season. Rick Leppard is on the way. We'll join us next when you stay with us on this Monday morning, this President's Day, on Sports Radio, 99 The Game and 99 The Game.com. We're everywhere on Odyssey. She will never let your spirits down once you get Sports Radio, 99 the game at 99thegame.com. President's Day, Monday here in Atlanta with nine floors up at the Kia Studios in Midtown. Sam Crenshaw along with Jason Longshore. Sitting in for, for Greg, who we don't know where Greg, he's on, like I said, he's on assignment. He's on assignment. Like at Bucky's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> getting his brisket and egg tacos. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what he's getting his water. But we're still here enjoying the morning show here till 10 a.m. So glad you're with us and spending some of your President's Day with us. Uh, This is the day after, and we talked about, you know, no no NFL this weekend. But to me, it was a spectacular weekend of sports of all kinds. I mean, if you sat down and and watched this, there was something on that really drew you in. And one of the events that I was looking forward to uh, all weekend and always look forward to is the Daytona 500, the official start of the NASCAR season. Uh, And it went on and on and on uh <laughs> last night and the guy that was there uh to check it all out and joins us now on the wait hotline is rick limpert joining us now rick good morning uh after a very very long day at the track uh how are you welcome into the show
0: good, good morning guys i think some people are still sitting on the uh, on the parkway outside the speedway trying to get out of there but uh it was a, uh, I, I've been to a few of those, and uh, kind of an interesting race, but uh, but, real, but really exciting NASCAR teams to know how to do that.
2: Yep, they do a, They do a great job of that. Um, you know, this is the big showcase. Of course, they were out in L.A. for the race inside the Coliseum. That's a show that they seem like they're going to stick with, but always the official started at, at Daytona. It brings everybody together. What was the vibe? What was it feeling like down there?
0: Uh, it was packed, and uh, uh, as you probably saw on TV, it's become a lot more than just racing. I mean, they did a, I think it was probably a three hour plus pre-game, a pre-race show. Uh, you know, they have the concerts and the celebrities, and and uh, get all the people uh, excited, and uh, and then a race starts, and a lot of people are are exhausted by the time the race is just starting. But uh, it was, uh, you know, again, you know, like you said, a long race, exciting. They take those, uh, they do it in, in those segments now. They, they take breaks, so uh, <clears throat> and it doesn't start until after three o'clock. So that was uh, that was definitely a long a long day.
1: When it comes to to technology and NASCAR, it it feels so different than it used to be. What have been the effects, you know, for you, something that, that you know, that industry better than anybody. What have been some of the effects from a positive standpoint with technology in NASCAR now?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think as far as fan engagement, NASCAR led the way years ago. With uh, with engaging fans in different ways and using technology to do that, whether it be you could listen into the the teams on the radio. What sport uh, lets you listen to the uh, uh, the crew chiefs and the drivers uh, uh, communicating? Uh, you don't get to listen to the the uh, football teams, the coaches calling the plays, but NASCAR embraced that uh, as far as making cars that are very similar that that make for good racing and uh, and just other little things around the track uh, as far as the fan experience that, that technology's come into play with. And, and I think even the TV coverage, the cameras that, are, that they use, um, the, the Fox and uh, the, the networks use, it's, uh, you know, NASCAR was ahead of its time and, and then other now the other sports have caught up maybe a little bit. So uh, now in their 75th year, NASCAR's got to maybe press the button Again, a little bit, and uh, I think we maybe saw a little bit of that um, with the cars and such again uh, uh, this weekend as the season kicks off. Folks,
2: spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Rick Lempert. He is social. You can find him on Twitter, at Rick Roswell, at Rick Roswell. I always say, uh, Rick, that that, uh, youth participation is the lifeblood of any sport and getting young people. Of course, the drivers are getting younger and younger, um, but, but also ways they get to it. Esports, iRacing. There are drivers that yeah. are coming in um, and getting a chance to get behind the wheels of cars who haven't gotten there by driving cars. They've been, you know, doing the simulators and that type of thing. The fact that you can match things up and be so real and comparing to the layouts of the tracks that they get the kind of experience that they can step into a car and go out on a track like Daytona and actually race uh, is pretty. It's pretty phenomenal to me.
0: Yeah, the esports inclusion or development of esports has been huge. Uh, drivers from other, uh, maybe extreme sports or other auto racing uh, leagues, has been has been huge, and uh, just the, the skewing now of the drivers uh, so young. I mean, a lot of the, the the old tried and true names that we've seen in NASCAR have have moved on to ownership, to broadcasting, to other business interests. And uh, and we have a have a whole crew of young guys. If you haven't looked at NASCAR in a couple of years, uh, you won't recognize a lot of the names. Maybe, but uh, these are unbelievable drivers that have come come up the ranks. We still have we still have Jimmy Johnson was there in the mix a little bit yesterday, and and Denny Hamlin, and and we still have some of the familiar names, but mixed in with a lot of these young guys it's very fascinating. And uh, NASCAR is making a point of it to. Uh, uh, to uh, to really stress that and really get the word out about all the young stars in the sport that are also very diverse, and uh, and NAS- NASCAR has made a point of uh, uh, of bringing drivers from other countries. Uh, uh, diversity in the in the driving ranks has just been uh, has just been huge for NASCAR. Do
1: you think ultimately it's a good thing for NASCAR to have somebody like Travis Pastrana who? You know, was a, a revelation to me being in this kind of a a, a last minute, you know, big deal uh, run. I think the third car with that team is what he's going to run this year in big events, and he almost finished top ten. I mean, how big is that for NASCAR to have guys like that involved?
0: Well, I think uh, just list, I was listening to some of the broadcasts there. Uh, the 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 broadcasters are on board with that. I think that's huge. And uh, w- watch a lot of the NASCAR how they publicized uh, the races the rest of the year. You're going to see you're going to see that. I think uh, I think that new blood and that type of unique individual in in NASCAR is potentially huge as far as reaching. Uh, Different fan bases and uh, and really keeping the sport fresh is what NASCAR is is really trying to do. They have a lot of new partners and sponsors this year, and uh, you know NASCAR Formula One caught up or passed NASCAR here in this country in a lot of ways. So uh, NASCAR had to reevaluate some things, and uh, like other sports have done as well. And uh, and I think all that is uh, is win-win for NASCAR.
2: Absolutely, NASCAR evolving right along with other. Uh, with the rest of the sports land, uh, landscape. Folks, folks are spending time on this Monday morning with Rick Limpert. Uh Usually when he joins us, he's talking about high-tech devices or things for, for, for sports or for the average sports fan. It's things that he loves to do. I'm seeing something that you wrote here at Wireless Wednesday, and I'm looking at robots that were mowing the grass down at Daytona. Um, talk t- 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 a little bit about that, and did, did, did that catch you off guard, or did you know they were going to have those down there?
0: Yeah, that was part of the reason I was down there. But it's kind of a cute little thing. You you look at the enormous track, and uh, you think about uh, how that track is maintained and the costs involved, and uh, how you cut the grass on those big banks that uh, that go around this massive track and uh now like the uh the the Rumba, uh, that we're using in our uh our ki- our kitchens and, and houses for cleaning floors and carpets they're using robot uh mowers that are, uh are mowing the uh the grass around these big tracks not just Daytona but other tracks as well and uh, I tend to think in the future when they're when they're running those blowers, if they're clearing the uh, track from a, a rainstorm or a, or a rain delay, uh, watch these at some point becoming robots as well. So, Sam, uh, we've talked about this before in other sports. Uh, the robots are definitely invading us.
2: I'm looking at this thing and I got Max on the other side. Of it. Max is from Daytona. Max, what you what do you think about that thing?
0: That's insane. Now I've seen Embry <laughs> Riddle drop off food before. You'd see robots
1: on the sidewalk just dropping off food, but I've never seen the lawnmower.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and that's something to do that to maintain that facility, as you said, Rick, because that people who haven't been to Daytona, it is massive. It is it a, a massive area?
0: Yeah, it takes up multiple city blocks. And uh, and just think about the costs involved and, and the manpower it takes. And all these tracks, all these sports facilities are looking for a way to be more uh, cost-saving, eco-friendly. And, uh, and yeah, I thought that was kind of a cute little piece I did uh, up on WirelessWednesday.live right now and uh, see where the future of uh, how we maintain these sports facilities is going. That's really changing as well.
1: Is there anything else coming that you're hearing about when it comes to NASCAR and technology and and some of the things that they're doing to either, you know, improve the the racing itself or the engagement with the fans? Did you hear about anything down there? You hear anything else coming in the pipeline?
0: Um, I mean, they're always trying new things uh, as as the season progresses. I think we'll uh, uh, we'll see some more. But as far as I think fairness. Um, the way the cars are inspected uh, pre- and post-race, there's, uh, um, there's a lot that's been done with that. I mean, these crew chiefs and drivers are always looking for edges, and, uh, and, and some of the, uh, the ways that they're checking the cars and inspecting the cars uh, has been using improved technology, and they're just keeping the cars fair. Uh, I think, uh, you know, NASCAR can, can boast that it's one of the most fair uh, sports out there, the, the cars are all very similar, and uh, just little little things make the difference, and that's what uh, keeps the racing uh, uh, level and close. And there were so many cars on the lead lap last night that finished the race. You never get to see that. Uh, you never saw that in the past, um, but now it's uh, it's so competitive, it's so fair, and uh, that's what they're banking on is going to uh, be uh, you know popularity as they head into their into their uh, next 75 years of NASCAR. What well,
2: do you think about some of the people who are involved in ownership now? I mean, the the, the, uh, the car that won as a, an ex NBA player involved in ownership, not Michael Jordan, but one of his college teammates. Uh, we had a car that Floyd Mayweather um, had their uh, pit bull. Uh, we just talk about that as well um, compared to NASCAR from from years ago.
0: Yeah, Brad Doherty with a with a winning car uh, last night. I think that's great as well. I think they bring uh, knowledge. They bring money into the sport. They bring uh, um, lots of things from different sports that NASCAR is going to piggyback on. And uh, anytime you got Michael Jordan working around uh, the racetrack there, people take notice. And uh, the people in music and from other sports – um, it's all that's a money infusion into NASCAR that's that's needed, but uh, I think it also puts extra eyeballs on the sport and uh, you know, and we saw a lot of that over the the weekend in Daytona.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not a big question now, how do you get out of there? <laughs> how do we get you <laughs> back home? <laughs>
0: That is that getting out of that raceway is, uh, I mean, similar to any any big super speedway, you got to be, pack your patience, Sam. It's not, uh, it's not like leaving, uh, um, you know, downtown Atlanta, which the traffic flow is pretty, pretty good after games down there. This is, they only have this event, you know, twice a year, these many people in there, but I think the people in Daytona embrace it. They do a great job and basically it's all hands on deck.
2: Yeah, have to be, have to be, have to be. What's next? What's next for you? You you always got got something uh, a trade show or, or a sporting event or something you have coming up. What's next on your on your calendar?
0: Uh, just some March Madness things, I guess. Uh, I do the uh, the wire service recaps for Kennesaw State. They've had an exciting year, but then Sam, also you'll like uh, the Bassmaster Classic coming up in uh, less than a month up in Knoxville, the Super Bowl of of bass fishing, I, I work that event every year. And for people that haven't been to a uh, professional bass bass fishing tournament, that uh, that's like the Daytona 500 of, of bass fishing. It is so, uh, it really that's coming is. up as well.
2: Fantastic! I'm going to watch and see what you got. I may even tag along with you. That I've been to that before. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Rick Leopard, we appreciate you spending some time with us on this Monday morning. Uh, sound like you had quite a weekend, and I hope you have safe travels back home. We catch up with you again real soon.
0: Take care, guys. Take
2: Sam. All right. All right. That is great. Uh, you ever been to Bassmasters before? I have not. I have. It is one of the most incredible things. It, I it, can't it, even
1: it, imagine what that would be like. Uh, <laughs> I do not even know what that, would be, that event would be like.
2: They, they have a media boat, as you can see, but you've got to be real quiet. And, they okay. can do, and the fishermen don't want you coming over because they found a place where the fish are. Right. And you come over there, you're going to mess up the fish. So you can't come. You come. The best place, <laughs> so, so you get this big arena, a big place where they come in and do the fish weighing. Okay. That's the place, and it's packed. I did it when it was Greensboro. Yeah. Greensboro Coliseum. They brought back the truck in. The guy pulls the fish out, and everybody, yeah. <laughs> this fish is traumatized because of people. Uh, but, but I mean, it, it's an amazing event. It's an amazing event. And, you know, because of all the – you end up on Field and Stream, all the trade magazines yeah. and whatnot. You, guy, guy wins millions of dollars. That's for, for wild. fish. I can't know? even imagine. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's pretty remarkable. A millionaire for catching fish. Hey, it, it happens, man. Uh okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Talking about something else that we watched this weekend. This weekend, the debut of the XFL, the new incarnation of the XFL.
1: Version 3.0, right?
2: Yeah, it is. It is. Third time around for it. Let's see. We're going to talk about that, get your thoughts on it, we continue. It's Sam Along with Jason Longshore on this Monday morning. It's President's Day uh, 2023. Sports Radio 1990 Game, game. 1990Game.com. Sports Radio, 99thegame and On this President's Monday morning, President's Day Monday morning, so glad you're with us. If you're having to go to work, glad you're taking us along with you. If you're out there, nice day outside. It's going to be start maybe a little chilly, but it's going to warm right up. Uh, get up to around uh, 70, I think, today. Over, over sixties so or 70 degrees. I'll take that. I'll take that. As
1: long as we'll stay consistent. It's this craziness with 30 degrees and then it's 70 the next day. Then it's back to, to 40. Like yeah. that, that just breaks my sinuses. But <laughs> break, it, 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 my breaks, my breaks. sinuses are messed up anyway. That makes it even worse. If we can just stay consistent, I'll be happy.
2: That's just it. You know, that's the thing. We have this for a couple of days, and then a, a, a cold front. Some, some hard rain will come through, and all of a sudden the temperature drops another 20 degrees or Man, something. It was so.
1: cold Friday night. Yeah, wasn't it? Friday night got crazy. We we were doing uh, Villarica and Central in high school soccer. Okay. Big, big rivalry game anyway. Absolutely. And – it was miserable for those kids Friday night. And it was windy, too. Yeah. I haven't seen a game in a long time where if you're on one half of the field and you're the, the defense or the goalkeeper and you're trying to clear out of your defensive third, you're trying to get out of the other, out of your half. Right, right. And you literally can't play it in the air Whoa. because the wind's going to knock it down. Wow. And that's what was happening to, to Central. And it felt like in the girls' game – the wind shifted in the second half and it was doing the same thing to them the other way. They just couldn't get out of their own half because yeah. it was so windy and it got cold as the sun went down. Friday night was
2: miserable. Yeah. And you know what? And you're echoing something a lot of people are saying for spring sports, spring high school sports, because you have to get them started. Yeah. You know, and spring high school sports are, are underway. You got track happening, you got baseball happening, um, you got lacrosse happening. And you gotta get it started because you're gonna get a spring break in there at some point mm-hmm. and you're gonna come back. It's gonna be you're gonna be hurrying to the end of the school year.
1: Soccer is such a compressed schedule, and I, I wish they would find a way to open it up just a little bit more on either end. You can't it's harder to start earlier. You know, right. now they're starting the last week of January. Wow. Um, I feel like that's maybe one week earlier than it was back in the day. And then the finals are the first week of May. So I, I don't know where you can squeeze it either way. No, you but you need just a little bit more because these early games can be really difficult with weather.
2: That's true. That's true. And, oh, man, you got to survive your first couple of weeks, your first several weeks until things get warm up and you get some consistency. Yep. I mean, watch as that goes along, folks. Like I said, we're two high school sports heads, so don't throw no pants, you know. <laughs> we, 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 we'll get going on that, and, just, it, and it doesn't take long for us to do that at all. But we probably we will talk some about the XFL And uh, the third incarnation, if you will, of of this particular league, uh, this challenge, and um, it's promoted differently. Um, It's not promoted as the first one that was supposed to be competition for the National Football League, this one is done <laughs> in concert with the, the National Football League. What did you think? Of, well, I, I thought about the first one. You know, obviously, always that, that was Vince McMahon and yeah, they see, had a TV deal.
1: Yeah, I, and yeah. that's that's the key for any of this. Is yeah. and we were talking about the growth of MLS earlier. Like TV is critical to all of it. And how you how you handle TV, and if you're not on TV, you, you're you're gonna struggle. And the XFL, the first one, was that partnership with the WWE and Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersol. Yeah, and. and Big-time TV attached to it. Well, when the TV was pulling out for the second year, that's when it didn't make sense to continue, and, and it shut down. Then awful timing, and uh, you know, I don't know what would have happened if you didn't have COVID in 2020 and, and how that shut down the second version of the XFL and, and what that one was going to be. That was Vince on his own going down the road of doing this. He'd always wanted to get back into it. He felt like he had something that it could be successful, Look, maybe the second version could have been, but COVID ultimately shut that down. They go into bankruptcy because that's a smart business decision at that time. And then what's crazy is The Rock and his, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, they buy it out of bankruptcy for, I think, about $15 million right? and relaunch it and come at it from a little bit different perspective. And what I've really enjoyed about what he's trying to do, and, and is it successful or not, we'll have to wait and see. It's one weekend but the mentality that he's got about launching it and doing the things he's doing. I think we have some audio from the introduction of the rock kind of talking about why he's doing it this way.
2: When they told you that the dream was over, but here's the truth. Your dream is just beginning. Because what you're going to do, you're going to come out on this field and you're going to line up. And you're going to show the world what it's like to be truly hungry with that chip on your shoulder. I know because I got that same chip and we're here because the X of the XFL represents the intersection of dreams and opportunity. You bring the dreams, we brought the opportunity.
1: Man, such a good performer first off the rock. He's selling it, ain't I mean, he? Yeah, I'm I'm buying. You buy, you buying that? I'm buying because he was that guy. Yeah. You know, like you go back on, on the rock and I think most people know him from wrestling and then know him from the movies, but he was that guy. He was a college football star at Miami. Yeah. Not just there on the roster. He was a star but didn't make it to the next level. He played a little bit in Canada, didn't make it Remakes his life, goes into wrestling. I mean, his success story is amazing. But he is doing this league for those guys. You know, Vic Beasley's in this league. Vic Beasley was a star here at one point. Yep. Vic Beasley might do what Tommy Maddox did in the first XFL. Had a nice little NFL career after Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. He hate me from the first XFL. Had a nice little NFL career after that. That's what you're going to get out of this. And, and what I love and was kind of blown away by are some of the, the little tweaks about how they're doing it. We were talking to, to Rick Limpert in the last segment about not hearing the coaches call plays. We actually did yeah. in the XFL. Yep. That's kind of cool. Like They'll get the audio sorted out and they'll get, the, get it kind of flowing a little bit better, but I was fascinated watching it last night.
2: Access. I mean, we, we want more access, and uh, this league is going to give us that. Um, and something. The National Football League is not up to doing that yet. But it's always, you know, Jason, the, the leagues like this in, in the USFL in the past have done things that the NFL has watched. And the good stuff, mm-hmm. the good stuff, they've always managed to extract. Um, Two-point conversions. Two I point, mean, just
1: think about that.
2: Two-point conversions, the things they're doing with kick returns. They want to mm-hmm. bring kick returns back. They've done some things to tweak the rules.
1: Well, what do you yeah. think about the XFL kick return? Now, it's, it's really different. Than I've ever seen. I've never even heard of doing it this way. What did you think of it?
2: I think it's a chance to, to try to revive kickoffs and bring it back. So I think it's worth a try and we'll see how it looks. I mean, we saw it. You got to get used to seeing it that yeah. way a little bit. You know, the players, obviously, if they played a different the game in a different league, it's a test for them as well. Uh, but I think let's see how, how it goes. I'm excited about the idea of both the kickoffs and punt returns. Um, as far as bringing the back, they're going to take away the gunners. Yep. you know, gunners are dangerous, man. One hundred percent. I don't know. Any, I don't know I'm, well, I'm just, I don't know how many times you're still on the sidelines during an NFL yeah. game. You know, if, if you and I've seen a lot of security guys, maybe in their orange, you know, the yellow. There and they're watching the TV screen, watching the monitor, yep. and that gunner gets bumped out of bounds. Just runs right up their backside, man. Yeah. Uh, you not careful, those guys do that, <laughs> you know. But they're going to take that out and see if they can create more returns. I think that's great as well. Yeah. You talked about the access, and the other thing that the NFL is watching for markets. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the in the old USFL, there were teams, that were teams in Jacksonville and Tennessee. How about that? They're now in the NFL. Are they watching St. Louis? Are they watching San Antonio? Places that you know are uh, San. Will San Antonio finally become an NFL market? They right. built the stadium that's been there for some time. Right. Uh, St. Louis has been NFL before. Do they want the NFL to come back? There are a lot of things, a lot of fact finding that the NFL would do through the XFL.
1: Yeah, doing this as a, a a kind of partnership now is the smart thing for the NFL because you can test these things out, like the the kick returns, for example. It looks so different, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of football purists who who hate it. it it's pl, pl, teams are lined up five yards apart and you can't move until i think the ball's either been on the ground for three seconds or it's caught caught. that's when you have the contact so you're eliminating the safety issue of those gunners and and running full speed and the collisions that happen look it's something that that football as a whole has to really look in the mirror about and figure out how to make it safer you know we're just talking nascar nascar has had to figure out how to make it safer Football, there's no avoiding it anymore. You have to make it safer. This is something that I think is the best of both worlds in that, you know, if you just eliminate kickoffs, it takes away a part of the game that is exciting. And The Rock tweeted about it. And if you want to hear about the XFL, follow The Rock on Twitter. He's going to talk about it. He's going to talk about why he's doing things certain ways. Mm -hmm. He wants kickoff returns. And I think that they're going to end up with his first weekend in the XFL where, 90% 90% of, of kickoffs had a return. And that's far more than you're seeing in the NFL oh, right now.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: That's cool. The, the conversions. You've eliminated kicking extra points in the XFL. You can pick a one-point, a two-point, or a three-point. Yep. You know, onside kicks, you can do onside kicks, but you can also take a fourth and 15 from your own 25. And you had a situation, I think it was on Saturday, where a team came back with getting a three-point conversion then doing the fourth and 15 then going down and scoring and that's how they came back to win the game late so you had that excitement that drama
2: yep yeah, yep yeah. i think that's the thing that people when they watch will enjoy you know it's not the nfl no it's not the same caliber of play no nobody's not the same quality yeah, no, it can't be nobody's promising you that you know those guys and that's a yeah we're great those guys got to go take a rest man uh you know that they they they, they got to you know and and um and get recovered from the season that they had. That is a longer season for the National Football League. But also watch for guys you know, in this league and USFL who are trying to play their way into a camp.
1: 100%.
2: And I think that's the other thing that I watch for when I watch these games. Um, Guys who are not taking plays off. Not saying guys in the National Football League take take plays off, but these guys are not taking plays off.
1: You need player development pathways. And college isn't that for everybody and and I think the way the college game is changing with the transfer portal with NIL with all of those aspects of it you know college isn't going to be the route for everybody either and and look maybe the XFL and the USFL and I know it's kind of been talked around if if some guys don't want to go the college route maybe they end up going down that road and not playing college football the NFL needs players to be developed for them they're not doing what Major League Baseball's done for for a century with Minor League Baseball. They're not doing what MLS is doing and and soccer worldwide with academies and and developing your own talent. They've got to have that. And I feel like having a spring league can benefit the NFL in a massive way because you're going to get better players. Now, that spring league is not going to be at the same level. You shouldn't expect it to be. But it can still be a compelling product. Mm -hmm. It can be a a fun thing outside of the NFL season – but for the NFL, it can give them more talent to work with.
2: Absolutely. 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 That's, that's what we're saying. That's our take right now on the XFL. Through week one, they're going to have a prime time. I think they're going Thursday night this week.
1: Yeah, they, they've got a lot of exposure. It's going to be interesting to see. Like, can it maintain this first week? That was a lot of fun. Can they maintain that week after week? We'll just have to wait and see.
2: we have to wait and see. All right, folks. We talked about a big sports weekend on TV what did we watch for the competition? We talked about the technology, the things that we saw. We're going to talk about that as well when we continue. Going to, go to the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Sam, along with Jason Longshore, we got Max working the other side of the glass for you here on a Monday morning. President's Day Sports Radio, the Game at 99thegame.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?